One's a conservative firebrand who's not afraid to lock horns with the powers that be or to parrot Kremlin talking points for some reason. The other is short on knowing, but big on talking. Together, they're Tucker and Lemon. Tucker and Lemon, streaming every Thursday night at 8 on Rumble, right after Glenn Greenwald. Insightful, principled, and objective opinions, clumsily delivered in an awkward voice. You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com What's going on? Why are we not having to deal with all a tech setup? I was prepared for... 45 minutes of, of crazy nonsense. You're just getting angry and angry at the equipment. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I guess we're going to have to put that energy into being entertaining. Ah, yeah, I guess. Not good. Uh, I just, I had, you know, it's when your expectations aren't met, it's very difficult. Well, what it is, is we've removed the safety net of having an excuse for why we suck. That's right. And why we haven't been on the air for a while. When I say on the air, I'm referring, that's the old fashioned way we used to say uh, broadcasting, I guess. And now it's podcasting, Jack. Is that what this is? It is it is podcasting. Everyone has one. I thought this was AM channel 880. No, no. This is a podcast. And uh, as, as you know now, when you are born, you are assigned a gender <laughs> and then handed a podcast. <laughs> and those are the two most important things. Well, I like to let my children choose their gender and their podcast when they're about five. Yeah, I think it should be up to the kids. And actually, my kid uh, wanted to change his podcast. Really? And, yeah, so we've castrated him. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, I think you're conflating the two. Brian, I think, Brian. I think I have to. I think I have to. And that's going to be uh, the subject for my new podcast. Oh, what's, uh, what's the new podcast called? Brenda's Way. <laughs> you haven't seen me in a while. I have it. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been it's been weeks, Jack. Lots of weeks. <laughs> yeah, a number of weeks that compile into months. Did that compile into uh, like a third of a year? When what happened? What well, happened? I, I am still here in yeah. the same spot I was. I feel like what happened may have been your need to find purpose in life. That's right. Humanitarian assistance is my thing. Sure, sure. It. I like yeah, it. So, so for, for real, you know, let's catch, uh, All right. people up. If anyone still subscribes to the sucker anymore, <laughs> we do. Cause we get emails from people like, Hey, what's going on? What happened? You guys. Like, okay. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. So things happen. Jack finally hang himself. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I'm, I'll save it for that episode. And when you're about <laughs> to do it, you got to save it for the podcast. Don't tell me uh, in advance that you're struggling. Oh yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll, the podcast will start with my feet swinging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I promise. So it's, yeah, so, it's been a while. Been a it's while. Been a while. So, so let, let's get into that. It has been a long time since we have had a show, like a long time. And um, Brian, even though you did a, a very quick little 10 minute, uh, unbeknownst to me, <laughs> catch up with our audience. Why don't you tell people where you've been and why we have not had a podcast for a while? I was in Turkey. I've been gone for 10 weeks. Uh, and over seven of those, eight of those, I guess, was in Turkey. Okay. Uh, cause I went there after the earthquake. I was there two days after the, the earthquake that pretty much devastated a huge chunk of, of Turkey. 
<laughs> no, it's sad. A lot of debt, about seven, at least 70,000, probably more because the government's hiding the, the true death toll because they have an election coming up and it's a terrible government. Yeah, but how many Americans died? <sighs> I'm, I'm sure there had to be a couple in the mix. Well, now it is a tragedy. Yeah, now that's sad. That is sad um, because I believe it's 10,000 Turkish lives for one American life. I think that's the exchange rate. It's almost similar with their currency. I ate so cheap there, Jack. I, it, it really is. You can get an $8.72 hairstyling. Well, that's what we've been doing for years anyway. Well, that's why your hair looks like that. But mine oh my God. is a lot more expensive in New York. Right. <laughs> to look disheveled. Yes. I spent a lot of money to look like garbage. <laughs> to look like I just got up. So you have yeah. been in Turkey because you're a, an earthquake truther. So you I, believe the earthquake. I believe the earthquake. I, mm. you know, and I wanted mm. to go there to, to prove it to myself that it really happened. I looked around and I said, you know, okay, so a lot of these buildings have literally tipped over or just kind of completely pancaked. Uh, do I believe that this is happening or has happened? And it, it took me a while, but I finally came to terms with it. And I realized, yeah, I guess it actually did. Apparently uh, the, the planet uh, consists of these, these tectonic plates that kind of Boring. jiggle around. They jiggle mm -hmm. around every once in a while. I, I think it's Turkish architects famously bad at their jobs. Yeah. They had a bad day and Much then they decided bad. to blame it on an earthquake. Yeah. Well, that's, it's possible that these buildings that constructed out of a balsa wood and, um, you know, oats, uh, were not capable of, of withstanding a 7.8 magnitude earthquake. And then another Ooh. one right afterwards. But, um, I guess that's what happens. Plus a little corruption tossed in the mix there. Mm. Oh, and also removing structural steel beams, uh, from the lower levels so you can make more space for your store. Oh boy. That doesn't sound like yeah. a good idea. No, apparently not. Huh. Well, you learn something new every day. You really so, do. Okay. So you went to Turkey <clears throat> and what was, tell us about your experience there in, in Turkey on your vacation. Well, it's extremely Turkish. <clears throat> um, okay. <clears throat> didn't realize how big it was. You know, I was, I knew about Turkey. I knew about Erdogan being a crappy president, kind of almost dictator, kind of authoritarian thug is what I sure. would call him. Sure. Uh, but it didn't realize how big the country was. Flew into Istanbul not Constantinople, and then flew from Istanbul to Adana, uh, which is further south. And then uh, from there, we we kind of moved our operations all over Turkey where the need was. And we had like 11 different locations in Turkey. Wow. I drove a lot of Turk. I drove all over the place. Uh, this, uh, this is Camel? No, they have cars. They're not great what? ones. Yeah, they have uh, mediocre Jeeps. So it's kind of like Fiat's take on the Jeep for the European market. Okay. So it's kind of like a wheezy uh, Cherokee, like smaller and less powerful. Huh. Uh, but with the same crappy Uconnect system uh, that, you know, doesn't connect to my phone half the time. Well, that's, well, now we're talking some human suffering. There you finally. Go. I, I just had my window down and I was crying and people would look at me and be like, <laughs> like, did you lose family too? And I'm like, no, I just can't connect my GPS. I don't this know where I, I am. I lost my family of podcasts that I like to listen to, including this one, were it to be on. That's right. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, and then I'd ask them, have you, are you, are you, do you, uh, we'll be doing the podcast as soon as possible. And they'd say, we have no idea what you're saying. Cause what? we don't speak English. They don't speak a lot of not English speaking there, Jack. But they, they would still want to listen to our podcast for the great topical American jokes. Well, it's kind of like, you know, with the, this, well, a lot of people listen to music cause they like the beats. 
Yeah. You, know, you kind of think they, they, they like the cadence of our voices. Yeah, we have great timing. But apparently not. Because when I looked at the figures, the only people listening to our podcast in Turkey uh, were my translator and a guy named Bill. <laughs> okay, well, but Bill liked it. Do I have to answer that? I mean, you, maybe offline it to me or text me. Yeah, yeah I'll let you know. Okay, great. That, that does not seem promising. How have you been? No, 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 no. Oh. We'll get into that. All I've right. got a lot to say on that issue, but no, no. All right. So you drove around 11 different alleged places in Turkey. Yep. And so uh, uh, you were, um, what, just, you know, uh, cooking biscuits and giving them out? No. Uh, were you giving stovetop stuffing to the to match the turkey? Well, you have to be very careful. Of course, there's no pork there, so you can't serve pork to anybody. Uh, sure. There's a lot of beef and lamb and chicken. And uh, they like rice and they like beans. A lot of rice, a lot of beans. Okay. Um, and, uh, and yogurt. They love it. They love their yogurt drink. They have a yogurt drink that I actually came to love called Aydan and also a fermented beet juice called the Shalgam that I really enjoyed. And I kind of miss it. Very salty. Sure. It's like semen, Jack. (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't know. I've heard about it. (laughs) But let's put a pin in that one actually. Um, okay. So... (laughs) Uh, okay, so you came to like all this gross Turkish stuff mm-hmm. and Kebab. you were running around making them food. I mean, this sounds like a pretty sweet I wasn't, deal. I'm not a cooker is what we call the chefs. Uh, no, I was, uh, I'm in the procurement and logistics team. So what do we do is we help set up these kitchens. Oh, oh so you get girls. Uh, well, it's a different kind of procurement because it's mostly mm-hmm. about like pipes and propane yeah. And uh, sure. k- kitchen supplies and driving yeah. a forklift, which is my favorite mm. thing. I like driving mm. a forklift. And um, and then, you know, driving to different places and helping set up these tents, these tents and uh, kitchen facilities for them so they can start serving folks. Yeah. Betsy once let me do the forklift on her. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Uh, and she makes weird Instagram choices. She does. She's very. Um, but the boomerang <laughs> effect was really clever. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. So you're actually doing all this amazing. So you're, um, you sort of set up all these kitchens across Turkey to feed. How many people do you think you um, fed or reached or helped? Uh, they said they, they served 15 million meals uh, okay. in the, you know, during the course of the, the major course of the operation. I mean, they're still doing Seems some like now. A lot. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely, you know, there was a bunch. I know I had like, I must've had at least 40 of those. Oh, well then okay. they feed okay. us too. Um, so yeah, we had, you know, they, they had, depending on the different cities, uh, they had different levels of need, like Antakya, which is further South, which is the biblical town of Antioch, uh-huh. uh, yep. completely destroyed, <laughs> just completely destroyed. So uh, that one needed a lot of food. I get, well, it sounds like they needed a lot more than that. They needed uh, someone who knows how to build buildings and isn't corrupt like their government. Well, so, I mean, so you came into town and what, did you just like make like pop tart houses or something? I mean, like, like what, what was the purpose of that? Well, we came in and we, we set up a little tent city that, uh, my friend called Harambe's cage, uh, because it was like set beneath this big wall and that was just like a bunch of tents. And then somebody else called it Mad Max village. Cause it was all muddy and pe- people <laughs> walking on pallets and, uh, they had all the food stored there and the kitchen facilities there. And from there, they ran the operation. That was kind of the wildest because everyone had to sleep in tents because there were no buildings really. Um, even the hospitals couldn't be used. I mean, you know, everything was like tilted. Anything high sure. or tall was kind of tilted. If it hadn't come down, 
it was on the verge of coming down and would have to be taken down. So nothing was safe. So everybody was outside in tents. Um, that's harrowing and, and very sad. Yeah. In all seriousness. Um, but so did you sort of walk around? I, I know maybe they didn't listen, which is hard to believe, but I'll, I'll go with your premise for the moment. Did you at least walk around telling people that you had a podcast and that's a pretty big deal? Yeah. I mean, I would make it a, I would make it a, a kind of a condition for, for them to receive the, the food, the nourishment, uh, which we were tasked <laughs> with providing. So, you know, I would kind of hold the little container, the eco container, three compartment eco container. And I just, I'd kind of look at them and they'd reach out with it. And then they'd, they'd you know, very appreciative that they would say, uh, thank you. And then I'd kind of hold on to it. Yeah. And they'd smile at me and, and say again, you know, and I just keep holding on to it. And I'd just look at them and I'd say, what is the name of the podcast? <laughs> and then they would say like, uh, thank you. I'm like, no, no. What is the name of the podcast? Right. Good. And, you know, and there'd be a little they'd kind of questioning glance. And then uh, I'd give them a little time. And then I would just take the box and I'd throw it on the ground. <laughs> so technically 14,999,999 meals were served. Right. My, because you, you wouldn't feed that one guy. Well, there was more than one. Cause a lot of people had no idea about this podcast. I just find that hard to believe. I just do. Uh, you know, and maybe that's why God punished them with uh, bad construction. <laughs> Finally, the first plausible thing you've said. You know, I'm just, I, I can only see that, that, that you know, there's a just God who's angry that our podcast is not known to these people 7,000 miles away. Right. Or, uh, in America. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot closer. And that hurts more, Jack. Yeah, yeah it does. Because those people speak English and get the references. They do, but they don't have the need. Because I stand outside on the sidewalk with a three compartment uh, eco container filled sure. with uh, rice and shrimp and <laughs> um, some beans. And I will dare anyone to grab on the other end and, and take it from me. And I, I get no takers. Well, but I mean, you, you, you visited New York city homeless encampments to try and get the numbers up. If I remember correctly, right before you left, that's what you were doing. Yeah. But most of the people I talked to there are hearing voices. So they're not even listening to what I'm saying. They've actually got a podcast going on in their head and it's not ours. And that's what hurts. That does hurt. Do you, do you know the name of that podcast? Why mama always screaming. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. Is it is it sponsored? Yeah. That's crazy. Do you uh, do you remember who sponsors that podcast? Yeah, it's a company called Random Shouts. <laughs> <laughs> so you just see, okay. the, yeah, they just tweet, you know, they turn their head and they're looking and they're you know screaming right back at the advertisement. Wow. That, that they thought was kind of over their shoulder. Man. Yeah. And so even that show is beating ours. Yeah, they're getting they're getting uh, more downloads. Boy, it hurts. So what have you sort of done to try and um, to get people, even if they don't have the mental <laughs> capacity to listen, like what have you done to try and get them to, to at least subscribe to the podcast or to rate us? Well, that would help too. Yeah, what have well, you done uh, on that score? I got, or oh, I had little cards, like little business cards printed and one side looks like uh, a $5 bill, <laughs> but the other side says, uh, here's a podcast, here's a QR code. You can take you right to the podcast page and you can start listening right away on your mobile device. 
Sure. And so I'll fold it up. It looks like I'm dropping a $5 bill into the gentleman's, uh, you know, shoebox or hat or guitar case. And, uh, and, and then they'll, they'll be very thankful. They'll even sometimes, if they're playing music, they'll play a song for me. Oh, cool. And then I'll kind of walk off and, 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 you know, I'll be staring at the phone waiting for the download to happen. And it, it turns out their uh, tinfoil uh, containing feces doesn't connect to the web. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, not the only thing that I've gotten out of this was a, a couple of calls from the Secret Service regarding <laughs> a potential counterfeiting ring. And of course, I denied it. I said this, you know, this is not legal tender. It, it, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. It's because it says you on the front. It says United States of America podcast. <laughs> so. I'm not stupid now, enough to try to pass it off as real money. I'm just right. hoping the bums think it's real money and then download the podcast on your portable device. <laughs> and, and again, I, I sort of speculated what it was, but can you tell me what their portable device is? It really depends on the person. In some cases it's a cat, <laughs> which of course, you know, obviously I'm not an idiot. I know you can point a cat at a QR code and you're not going to get anywhere. Oh yeah. Smart. So, you know, I don't expect to download from that. I, you know, I, I've learned. Sure. But that's their portable device in that, in some in that cases. Particular, uh, one gentleman said he had a mega wave radio mm-hmm. and oh. I said, that might work. Where's the mega wave radio? And then he pointed to this old woman who was kind of hunched over <laughs> standing near a mailbox. And I just wasn't quite sure if he meant the mailbox or the old woman. Right. Did, did you, did you speak to her? Was she able to, to, to download or subscribe? She, uh, he attacked her with a board. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to get a show going. It is. It's, it's hard. You know, you had that momentum. We had huge momentum, by the way. I I was even calling it bro-mentum because it's just the two of us. It's great. And I just thought that was clever. And, uh, and you have the momentum and then Brian has to go off to Poland, Ukraine, and kind of derail things a little bit. Then you get this full-time gig that's like taking you away. And yep. it's, just, it's sad, Jack. It is sad. This is the saddest thing we've said during the podcast so yeah. far. Yeah. Whew. Well, gosh, um, I, I guess that sort of is everything we need to know. Well, it's, it's good to have you back in America. What, um, you know, what was the first thing that you did as soon as you, you know, touched back down on American soil after being not only away from our wonderful country, but being away in a, probably a a second to third world country that was in shambles. What was the first thing you did when you came back to America? Well, obviously, you know, it's been a while. I haven't seen the wife and kids or the dog. Sure. So I thought, you know, I'd take my mind off of it by playing slots at an Indian reservation casino. (laughs) So I got off the JFK found an Uber, came into the city, and then there's a bus that takes you from kind of near Times Square. Yeah. So I, I took my, just hopped on the bus to whatever looked like an Indian reservation casino bus. Okay. And where, where did this, this bus take you that looked like an Indian reservation casino bus? Uh, it's a Burning Sun. It's called hmm. Burning Sun Indian Reservation and Casino and Convention Center. Oh, Okay. And it's kind of uh, up in New York. I don't, it was about, I was, ex- it was a little jet lag. So I fell asleep. So I'm thinking it was like a three hour drive. Okay. And I got off and I just, uh, you know, threw my bags in the room. I called the wife and kids and just said, Hey, I'm back in town. I go <laughs> do myself some mega slots. 
And, uh, and so they must have been excited for the chance to for you to finally, you know, uh, contribute financially instead of just contribute to the Turkish people. Um, I, you know, I, I would say my wife was more disappointed. Hmm. Uh, she had, there was something about, you know, uh, needing help with the dog and the kids and, you know, some responsibilities around the house that she would like to share with me. And it was hard to hear over the dinging of the mega slots. <laughs> Cause you know how they are. Ding, 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 ding. And these yeah, cash payouts and stuff. Uh, so I kind of, I kind of did a lot of the yes. So I will, you know, I will um, make it up to her. That's great. How are you planning to make it up to her? By giving her space. <laughs> She's probably <laughs> mad at me now. Yeah. I would assume. So, you know, give her some space, let her, you know, kind of miss me. Let, let her think about it. What I bring That's to the a- table. That's awesome. And what are you going to do now with all your free time? I'm going to go to Las Vegas. <laughs> and and you said they had a really spectacular show at the Indian reservation. Can you describe that, that yeah. show? Yeah. So they have, they have a bunch of gentlemen, you know, and, and ladies and kids, you know, dressed up in the traditional Indian garb and there's sure. a teepee and they're doing just like a little dance, you know, around the teepee and there's a little campfire. And then there's a bunch of white guys come running in and just, <laughs> just tear the place up. It's crazy. Like just crazy. They stomp out the fire. They start punching the guys and they drag the ladies away. Kids Mm -hmm. are running around screaming. And then, and then as they're leaving, they're just like, we'll make it up to you in the future at the burning sun, Indian reservation and casino and conference center. You'll get a piece of that. And then all the kids are like, that sounds pretty good. Oh, so it's a happy. So it seems like the Native Americans at, at at the end, if you look at the big picture, were kind of the winners in the whole white man Native American exchange. To a certain degree, except all the ones who participate in that, like you know, they weren't uh, immunized to the germs that the white colonizers brought. So shortly afterwards, they all died. I see. So the Native Americans were played by white men. Uh, well, they the were, yes. Yeah. And, you know, and that is a, yeah, there's a controversy over that. I don't want to get mm-hmm. into it now. It's called Indian face. I, you know, they, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of, of an uproar, if huh. you will. But, you know, I just write it off as people being woke. Yeah. It sounds like wokeism. Yeah. <laughs> gone a muck. Gone a muck. Well, Brian, you know, well, welcome back. And Thank it sounds you. like you've made nothing but a string of great choices since you've been home. Thank you, Jack. How have you been? Well, thanks for asking, Brian. Um, I've huh. been. What? Oh, I thought you were done telling me. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. This is the part that we'll eventually uh, listen to and, and cut out of the show. But let's still just go through the exercise of talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, so I've been, uh, uh, you know, okay, I guess. Uh, I was at a conference in Palm Springs, California yep. for my job. I like Palm Springs. Uh, it's, yeah, it's lovely. And we, we had a great conference there for the um, uh, uh, philanthropic organization Stand Together. Mm-hmm. There is no finer organization in America, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Everyone should check it out. And uh, the day I got home from that um, event, mm-hmm of working just 18 hours a day for like five straight days. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, Betsy told me she was pregnant. Okay. With a, 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 a human baby. And you've been gone. I see where this is going. Oh God. 
Yeah, I mean, I would assume it was from that one time we had sex in January, but it's possible. So she's pregnant was, and she is 50. I th- That sounds right. I'm going to say maybe 44. 44. Okay. So you're looking into a high risk pregnancy. We, you know, it was on our bucket list. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we wanted to see the Northern Lights. Okay. Um, we wanted to uh, visit Antarctica. I know that sounds strange, but that's on our bucket list. And yeah. we wanted to have an extremely high risk pregnancy, maybe have a Down syndrome baby, yes. maybe kill Betsy. So we're okay. kind of like, you know, we're, we're we're making dreams come true. Wow. Good for you. That's exciting. That adds like a touch of excitement and drama to an otherwise uh, crazy household. Yeah. <laughs> no, we decided. <laughs> yeah, we decided. um you know, those, those couple of minutes every month of peace and happiness that, uh, right. uh at least she has, uh, yeah. um, uh, was too much. So was this planned or this was kind of, this was a planned parenthood or an accidental parenthood? Oh, this is an accidental, uh, parenthood. This was oh, delightful. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Uh, we were sort of told we have lost three, uh, babies in a row, uh, you know which I believe, say, you know, fourth time's the charm. I, I haven't heard that one. Is that true? No, I think the, I think the, the expression is God's trying to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'll look, I'll Google that one when the show's yeah, over. Yeah, it's, no, it's the thing. I, you know, I haven't heard that, but it feels right. I can tell you, <laughs> but yeah, so we, um, uh, we lost three in a row and, and I was sort of under the impression, yeah. completely honest that, um, uh, the doctor had said something about that our sort of time was done after the last one. Right. And so I did not think uh, these normal precautions for our um, quarterly sex were needed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, it turns you out that was her, wrong. You thought her desiccated ovaries uh, were done. Yes. There was no yeah. more fruit to be born from those trees. That, that's right. Every time I slammed into her, it was like a dust poof, like an Indiana Jones cave. There were no more Hershey kisses to come out of that kiss making machine in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I I use a euphemism that my grandfather used to use all the time. I think that's the butt. Oh, you're right. (laughs) So yeah, which would have saved us this whole problem, you know, which, so why doesn't she ever listen to me? So now you've got the two kids. You, uh, the oldest is, 11, 12. 12. Okay. And then the youngest is 10, 10. So you've got a 10 year gap. It's going to well, be, be 11 to by 11. the time. That's right. So, and you're going right back into poopoo on the fingers mode and diapers and we never left late, that late nights. Oh, that's right. Your kids are, they're <laughs> slow learners as we say in the pull-ups business. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're doing great on their standardized tests, but the poo-poos aren't, aren't going well. You got to focus on things that are important to you. And if wiping your butt's not important to you, you let someone else do it. Yeah, that's, you know, my, my children are free to express themselves any way they choose. So you got an 11-year gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me, I have a friend, my friend Paul uh, had, had an eight-year gap. How'd that go? Oh, he was not happy about it. Sure. Yeah. He said, I forgot everything. Oh I've, God. He's like, I've forgotten. I've forgotten all about the the baby years. I feel like I haven't forgotten, but I'm, I am filled with fear and dread. Yeah. Uh, so it was actually very funny. So I'm 48 uh, on the baby's due date. I will turn 49. Oh, so it's an October baby. It is. Yes. So 49. So by the time the baby's uh, getting, getting ready for, to, for college, 
So we're going to 17. So you'll be like 63. Uh, well, 49 plus 17 would be 66, idiot. <laughs> 40, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you're the procurement guy in Turkey. <laughs> I was trying to make you feel better. No, nothing could possibly do that now. Um, but it was, um, yeah, so I'll be 66. Look, I mean, I already have gray hair uh, and depression. And so I think, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think probably by the time the girl was four, it, it, by the way, it's a girl. Oh, it's a girl. All right. Well, that's not dramatic. <laughs> They're known to be chill when they get into their teens. So, so let's see, when she's about 12, and you're, so you'll be, uh, you're what, 48. So you'll be 60, 60. Oh, you what, got this one right. Yeah. Thank you. She'll, she'll be, I have a lot of pressure <laughs> well, on this way one. Way to not make the comedic choice on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I felt so bad about the last one. I got the last one wrong. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. She'll be 60. No, but for, forget for by the time she's 12. Yes. Your, your math, unfortunately was correct. Um, but, um, the the issue is that she's going to be like four and I'm going to take her to a diner and the waiter is going to say, uh, sir, can I get you something to drink? And I say Diet Coke or whatever. And they say, can I, what can I get your granddaughter? Exactly. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, if I'm alive by the time that thing is in uh, high school, I'd be shocked. So is Betsy, um, I mean, is she just ecstatic about it or is she kind of like, holy crap? We were both sort of like, holy crap about it. There was a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, not mixed feelings on behalf of my children though, which is nice. Yeah. Cause they don't have to do any of the, the work. Yeah. They universally hated it. I now know where they stand in the abortion debate. <laughs> oh, they're all for it. So they're both, they're actually, they've contacted Planned Parenthood. They're getting you the Meprosone, whatever the hell it's called. Meprosone. Yeah, that's right. They, they keep trying to get my wife to sit on like a people's choice award. Oh, wow. I, yeah. You know, if I knew, if I knew the shape of those, I'd probably, I'd probably laugh heartier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a spike? <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah. They were, uh, my children were, um, it's one of the top three worst moments of my parenthood so far. They were uh, mortified and uh, very upset because they've gone through a lot of change lately as I think there was a recent episode back when we recorded this show where my daughter was on. It was pretty clear that she was struggling with the transition to moving to mm. Connecticut where we now live, but it's been a lot of change and our kids were not thrilled by the news. You want to change their gender? Maybe mix things I, up a bit, you know, refocus them on other things. I, f I feel like that would just be more change. Yeah, but it'd be interesting. It would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could really, you know, your Instagram could be, you know, you have Jacqueline. And, That's great. Uh, I've, you know, I've been looking to boast my social media numbers. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. It's all the rage, Jack. It was actually very funny, Brian, when uh, Betsy and I went to the, uh, the doctor, the baby doctor, uh, for the, our first appointment, the receptionist was doing the intake information, you know, the st vital statistics and the, um, insurance car, all that stuff. When you first time at a doctor's office and, uh, she looks down as she's taking her information, she looks back up at us. She looks down, she looks back up and says, so IVF. Oh, wow. In other words, that's receptionist for your oldest shit. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yep. Uh, doctor says that we're his oldest patients. That's exciting. Oh, wow. 
but in in all seriousness, all everything I have said is true. Uh, yeah. thus far. And I will continue to be true when I say that the doctor says she's having the pregnancy of a 25 year old mm-hmm. and that uh, everything is um, looking really good. And it seems like baby and mommy are healthy. You have a name in mind. Oh, I'm not going to be here for that. So that's a Betsy problem. Do you need like a godparent or something? I, yeah, I sure. I, I don't really care. Uh, I, what I need more is a couch. Like I like a couch to faint on or a couch to uh, like live on, live on for 18 years, gonna, you know, maybe off the grid somewhere. Things are looking up. Yeah. Things are really looking up for the old helmets. Questionable materials back, everybody. <laughs> hey, Brian. Hello, Jack. So we have missed a heck of a lot of stories. I keep seeing yeah. things in the news yep. that I'm like, I wish I had a podcast partner who was in America that I could do this with because yep. there's so many stories we, we, we're, we've missed and that I want to talk about. Yes. So here's, here's one okay. uh, and it's, um, it's, it's spanned the, the time that we've been apart. I don't know if you've noticed the, um, the continued corporate push to um, appear uh, super um, woke and inclusive and everything. Uh, so for example, um, Hershey's mm-hmm. uh, featured a trans activist on their women's month wrapper, or I don't even know why they're doing that, but they had a trans activist. Did you see that Hershey's did that? I didn't. I, I managed to evade that news story, but good to know about it now. Yep. And, and the, the, uh, the, the hashtag boycott Hershey's trended on Twitter for two days because this, you know, again, they were honoring women that featured a trans activist. Uh, right. Of course we know about the, the guys got to get in there somehow. Guy That's wants a piece right. of that action. You ladies hogging all of that. Uh, yeah, that's right. And um, uh, another uh, story that obviously has just been in the news very recently is uh, Bud Light, of course. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that one. Yes. Yeah, so for, for those uh, who don't know, um, they uh, decided to do a campaign. Uh, they decided to make a trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, yeah. uh, who's really more of a caricature of a woman than uh, a trans woman. Um, uh, A a spokesman and and that has blown up in their faces, their share prices have fallen and all this stuff, all that's going on. But, but uh, you know, companies aren't really learning the lesson uh, from these things, from this, and they're continuing to try and push things even further and further going woker and woker. And I was wondering Mm -hmm. if you could sort of, uh, you know, you're a consultant for all these, for a number of companies. Yeah. I was wondering if you could tell us about certain companies and, and what their sort of plans are to continue to show just how, how much they get it. Yeah. I mean, I'd be happy to, cause I want, you know, I want people to be aware of what's, what's in the pipeline, so to speak. What's, what's, what, what they can be expecting in the future. That's, uh, that's fantastic. So thank you for doing this. Um, in, in I a know way, one of your, it, you know, if you kind of get it out there earlier, instead of just shocking everybody with it, they've had a chance to digest it. And, and maybe they don't react as negatively. That's my thinking. I think that makes a heck of a lot of sense. So, so let's go over some of the, the companies that are doing this and you can tell us yeah. how they're, you know, ch- changing things, either their branding or their commercials or their packaging, whatever it is. Um, I, the first one I saw was, you know, good old fashioned Mr. Clean. Yeah, Mr. Clean. So what is, what is Mr. Clean doing to, to sort of join the, the party and, and get uh, a small slice of Twitter happy with them? Well, um, there's Mr. Clean and you know, he's a very, I mean, he's got the, the bald hair and he's got the little earring, but that should have been a hint. (laughs) 
You know, if you think about it, we, we accepted that earring. We're like, yeah, earrings. We all had earrings, but he's got like a big hoop earring. Uh, <laughs> but what they're going to do is they're going to, you know, they're going to introduce Mr. Clean uh, in a more animated fashion. Oh, so cool. you're going to see uh, you know, this dirty room and then a knock at the door and the <laughs> door opens up and you see Mr. Clean close up of his face there with his little shiny earring. So the camera pulls back and you see Mr. Clean standing there. He's got some you know, blue jeans on and a white T-shirt, very clean and pristine. Uh, and then he reaches up and he, he looks around the room. He sees it's filthy, dirty. And in one yeah. hand, he, from out of nowhere, he pulls out a mop. So he's holding a mop in one hand. And his other hand just tugs on his, his big golden earring. Yep. And it's like, boom. And then 36D, his shirt rips open to reveal the cleavage. And then his jeans tear off, like right kind of like at, you know, at the crotch and, yeah. and, and fall down. And so now he's wearing these super tight jean shorts that just accentuate his man package. But he's got a giant set of breasts. And, and then he oh, just kind of oh. sashays into the room with his mop and starts mopping very provocatively. There's a lot of turning around and looking over his shoulder at you as he's mopping. Really? Yeah. And, and he cleans that room like you've never cleaned it before. And then he takes the mop handle and he kisses the tip of it. And then he backs out and closes the door. That's strange. Yeah. That's strange. I, okay. It's just showing that gender is a spectrum and cleaning <laughs> can be done by men or women or men as women. That's, that's great. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. I'm going to go buy some of that uh, when we get off this uh, session. Now, um, obviously fast food. Yeah. Uh, you know, a huge, a huge and, uh, and Burger King. Yeah. Has decided to sort of go and, and really sort of show how, how woke they are. Yeah. Um, you know, could you sort of like tell us what the, the Burger King um, changes are that are coming in 2023? Yeah. Well, they had a huge meeting about it in the next couple of weeks. You'll see uh, there, there's, there's a rebranding in, in order and it's going to be Burger They. So they've also taken the monarchy out of it. They, they brought in Meghan Markle as a consultant. Smart. Uh, they brought her in as a race consultant because uh, she's so incredibly black. But uh, so they brought her in and, and, and she just twisted the whole thing into, uh, turned it into more of like an attack on the monarchy. Oh. Uh, re kept referring to her husband as the dipshit prince of shitty town. <laughs> and, um, you know, so she's very anti-monarchy. And so- uh, they just went with it. They're right. You're right. And then uh, burger, they appeals. To, it, it can be anybody. It can be anything. It's a non-binary burger option. Finally, a reason to go to Burger King again. Yeah. Well, burger, they again. Burger, th I'm, excuse me. I didn't mean to uh, a dead name Burger King. You just dead named uh, this burger joint and <laughs> you will be canceled in five, four, yes. no, three, no. two. There's some menu changes that go along with burger, they? The Whopper is, of course, their big ticket item. I mean, that's the the one with the the big re recognition, right? It's like quarter pounder or big back. So they have the Whopper, and they thought that Whopper sounds a little masculine. It sounds a little aggressive. Okay. And so it's going to be changed to the softy. <laughs> so just I'll have a softy with cheese, please. Oh man. It's not as oh. aggressive. It's not as masculine. They want something just a little more chill. Okay. 
That's interesting. And, and, and so if they're going to do sort of like less masculine, the Burger King that you see in commercials is a sort of a big bearded guy wearing yeah. a giant crown. It's sort of freaky looking. So what yeah. are they going to change him into? Uh, well, it's going to be Ellen DeGeneres in a jumpsuit with purple hair. <laughs> kind of, you know, you know, it's Ellen DeGeneres. Put her in purple hair. She's got this androgynous look to her, even though, you know, she's Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, they they put like a cantaloupe in her pants just to keep you guessing. And um, and it's just kind of a, it's a weird mascot. And it's just kind of, and she's the burger they. She, I mean, they's the burger they. Wow. Yeah. So just sort of this lumpy, <laughs> lumpy yeah. purple haired human. Yeah. Just, it's a lumpy purple haired androgynous, you know, androgynous human with a cantaloupe in they's pants. And, <laughs> and, um, and they's chest is bound. So you're just not sure. It's only bound on half the side. So you just, it's all over the place, really. So there's that one. That exciting. It's kind of a mishmash of, of all sorts of stuff. Sure. And if of it gets course. really then confusing, that- uh, then the commercial just pans over to Lizzo. <laughs> she likes the fries. Yeah, no, I... I would have guessed that. Okay, that's interesting. So, um, you know, uh, not to be outdone... You know, Bud Light sort of went yep. woke and I I saw a lot of their competitors sort of wanted to sort of see if they could heighten that even more. Yeah. Um, I hear Coors Light. Yeah. Coors, Coors Light, the, that that brand, you yeah. know, even though they may have sort of a a more right leaning ownership, yeah. the, the branding people really sort of without consultation just were like went crazy. Can you tell us what, what they're doing? Yeah. So what happened there was like, so the, the main executive folks, they were off on a company retreat. They have an annual retreat. And so they just had some temporary marketing folks kind of manning the stations and they just kind of went all out. They just, they made a lot of changes without really consulting with the brass. And, and the end result is, is the new cores campaign. Okay. With Tranny McTrans person. <laughs> uh, who's like, if you thought Dylan Mulvaney was like a, just a swishy outrageous kind of caricature of a woman, uh, this goes above and beyond and puts Dylan to shame. Really? Yeah. And he, I mean, that, this guy just sachets all over the place and he doesn't even bother that he's a, he's a, he's got a long beard. Yeah. He's not even trying. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. He's got a long beard and a mini skirt and he's just parading around and he's just knocking things over and saying catty things. Oh, like what? Like, mm. <laughs> that is catty. Ooh, yeah. Look it's out. Just, it's in the delivery. It's like yeah, a Mitch I- Hedberg joke. It's just on paper. <laughs> it doesn't look right. But when uh training McTran person says it, it's just like, mm. it's crazy. <laughs> And what are some of Tranny's outrageous um, uh, antics? I mean, she basically, her whole thing is like, I, she keeps saying, I, I bet that would fit. <laughs> Jesus God. Oh my God. She just keeps pointing to stuff. And that's kind of, the, and that's, and then, <laughs> and then it, the Coors campaign, the Coors light and Coors, the, the Coors can kind of turns and says, you know, the, the perfect fit. So it's kind of like it's a double entendre. It's like the perfect fit for if you want a beer or is that going somewhere? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And I let, of course, I just want you to know under the ad, the whole time it says, don't try this at home. At the bottom. 
<laughs> I know they're not all trans. So, so for the last right. one, yeah, I know that Spirit Airlines decided yeah. to um, go in a different direction, but to still show that they're the wokest airline in the skies. Yeah. You know, can you tell us a little bit about how they're, um, you know, what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, the campaign's called "Not You, Whitey." <laughs> And it's just, I mean, it's everything you can imagine. It's just the family gets up and they pack the car and they head to the airport and they get out and they're taking their bags up and, and then they walk up and uh, they're about to board the plane and the spirit gentleman stands up in front of him. He says, not you, Whitey. And they just kind of <laughs> look and, and then he, he takes their bags and everything and he gives them to a, a, an identical black family <laughs> and they get on the plane with their bags. So he, right, right there in the moment, he, he, he basically reparations that family. That's exa- it's a, it's a reparations program. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Could just be a poor ass white family. It could just be a suitcase full of rocks. They're flying spirit <laughs> airlines. Of course they are. I mean, all things considered, this may be the way to go about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, and we, ex- we're expecting some heat. Mm-hmm. From it, uh, we know a lot of people will 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 find it distasteful. Um, they'll they'll find it wrong, possibly offensive, maybe uh, even racist uh, to judge people uh, like that and prevent them from from uh, taking a trip and stealing their carry on luggage. Uh, so you know, yeah, we're we're ready for pushback. We have a whole pushback team. Obviously, all of these companies are going to just. Uh, thrive and their sales are going to go through the roof. You know, at some point it will happen. I know, you know, we, the, the precedent has not yet been set, but their hope springs eternal, as we say in the woke marketing business. No, that's great. What else do you say in the woke marketing business, by the way? You know, we fight the paradigm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. correct the narrative, mm-hmm. um, vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com. 